Alright! How's it going, buddy? Tuning tuning up my uh fine tuning my rig here. Oh, very nice. Positioning yeah. it right and got the settings the all good. Nail. Oh yeah. You know the you ever you ever use the electric nail? I don't know what that is actually. For uh smoking dabs. Oh um I don't have one. How does that work? That's pretty crazy, but you just kinda of plug it in and you can set it to whatever temperature and it's it's just like one of those you know those metal nails that you blowtorch? It's like the same thing, but it's got like a wire hooked up to it. So no blowtorch needed. No torch. Yeah, all right, good. That's good stuff. Trying to find the good temperature <laughs> though. I don't know. I just keep burning the shit out of my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. Yeah, there is a burn with the dab. That's kind of why I stray from the dab. Every time I do it, I can you can like feel the deep heat in your lungs, right? Yeah. It's a burner. But honestly. you got to do it through water. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to clean the water and replace yeah. it. I mean, like most people's rigs have that like filthy yellow chunky water. Yeah, it's... Oh, you just decide, as you said it, I was looking at mine. It's like you were looking <laughs> like you were looking at it. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm I'm old school, man. I uh, went weed shopping today. We went to a new place by a sandwich shop that we like. And uh, we bought a bunch of top shelf, uh, as they call it, connoisseur weed. Oh, wow. And it, uh, it cost an arm and a leg, I like to say. But it was worth it. It's from this place called Bloom... They've been selling wholesale across the state. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive, but they lean in on the quality. Hmm. And uh, what do you pay for an ounce? You know, it varies where I go. Uh, if I get it through Emma, it's very cheap. Um, there's, uh, I, you know, I don't even know what I pay for an ounce now that I think about it. Or what do you buy? I don't even know. I, you know, I go it's, in and I'll, yeah, I'll, no, I'll get like a half ounce of this and a half ounce of that. And, you know. And how much is this shit costing you? I don't know. A, like, a, I'm a drug a, addict. A, a, you know, a thousand dollars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I can't afford it anymore, man, because it's like $60 an eighth here. No, I go weed shopping like every two weeks or so, maybe longer. Not even. Yeah. Uh, uh and yeah we get like an ounce and it lasts for like uh you know a few weeks it's good big baller mike you gotta you know you gotta look good to feel good you know what i'm saying <laughs> you gotta be fresh to refresh you gotta bro. refresh to be fresh mike <laughs> subway where you at where you at <laughs> i had a chicken bacon ranch from there the other day really <clears throat> yeah still gives you diarrhea oh okay good so yeah, so they they changed the menu kept the diarrhea oh excellent yeah. important i like when people stick to their roots that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god dude that bread is not bread anymore i don't know what the fuck they're doing with it well here's the deal with subway is they pre-slice and prepare everything in a factory they plastic it up and then they uh, shoot it out to their stores so and then at the store, they open up this plastic thing, a, like, pouch, and, like, you know, your jalapenos come out of there, or your turkey slices. 
Guacamole. Everything. It comes in this plastic pouch, and then these people just open up. Back when we were younger, they were slicing that shit at the store. Were they? Yes, absolutely. Dude, I remember Remember the subway by the jewel? That's that's what I'm thinking about. It used to be awesome. I'm telling you, it was fresh. It was for real. That place was for real. Yeah, you could see the slicer. Dude, I remember the big thing was you went in there and you could smell the bread cooking. It was fucking great. You got it warm. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have to toast. They didn't even toast them back then, but you got the bread. It was warm, and then they put the fucking... Yeah, this is back when Subway, like, really hit the scene, and you started getting them everywhere, but they weren't everywhere, like, every gas station on the highway everywhere, but, like, you know, they were picking up, and it was good, man. Uh, It was good back then. All all that stuff goes downhill once it corporatizes and franchises any Subway or any sub place, right, or sandwich place. Like, look at Jimmy John's and all that stuff. Jersey Mike's not bad. Uh, I any place that slices it fresh for you, I think you have a little bit of an upside there. But that's, yeah, that's Jersey Mike's, man. That's... All about the bread, man, and the bread's yeah. all this like funky dough they make in some main factory that supplies to all these places. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> that's why you'll never beat the fucking delis in Chicago. That's what I'm saying. This the local they shops got that bread, yeah. man, that fresh oh, yeah. bread with the fresh sliced meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about yeah, the it's all about <laughs> it's all about the bread. <laughs> when it comes to the sandwich, all about the bread. We went to a sandwich uh place today for lunch. It's uh it's called the Grateful Gnome. And they have uh gnomes everywhere. I hate it already. Oh, it's great, dude. It's a great place. <laughs> it they it's a brewery. Fuck Colorado. No, no, this place is great. It's a brewery and they make subs. And they have like a list of like 50 different sandwiches that you could choose from. Different breads. It's great. Great place. Mm. And the guy who runs it, he's always hanging at the end of the bar drinking beer. And then uh, when he's feeling saucy, he walks around and hands out these little gnome stickers to everybody. <laughs> it's, it's great, dude. I can't tell you how great it is. They suckered us in um, a few weeks ago. Did I talk about this yet? The Mug Club? No. Yeah, they suckered us into a mug club. Uh, we were sitting there, and the waitress brought out this thing that said, oh, we started this new mug club, and they got all these new mugs, right, up on the wall. And you can choose a number, and then it's your mug. But you got to pay, like, 100 bucks or something, and then each beer then after you go there is, like, X amount of dollars off. It didn't really make sense to me financially, and I wasn't really into it. But you know, Emma was all into it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, being in any club, it, it, they got her. They had her right there, and um, you know, so we're in the mug club now. That's what happened. So what is it? I don't get it. You have a mug? Yeah, I have this filthy mug that just sits on the shelf collecting dust all the time, and then I go there and they fill it up with beer. And I uh, and we paid a bunch of money for it. It's great. Oh, that is terrible. Oh, it's so now you have to go there and drink. Yeah, I have to keep drinking from this mug to keep it fresh. So now I have to go there and spend a thousand dollars just to save the hundred dollars I spent on this mug club. Yeah, she mug signed club. me up for alcoholism. That's really what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and heart disease because you're going to be eating a sub. Every That's time you're there, right. Sure. Yeah, I'm in there getting the. Fi- so and I'm not going to get the healthy... They have the... Uh, zero, zero is the Vegwitch. And if you need anything 
to know about a Vegwitch. It's that it's zero zero. It didn't even make it to one through fifty. They had to stick it. Even it looks like a set of. It even looks like a set of tits. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> In fact, when they bring it out, it comes with a tampon on the side. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) They just know you need it. (laughs) And for you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sandwiches are great, though, man. They're freaking hearty and huge. And uh, honestly, like, it's amazing what they throw together. Um, Sandwich-wise, like, when when you think about, like, having, like, 50 different sandwiches. Hmm. I like it. I, you know me. I was always a fan of having like a sandwich and beer joint. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. And so you go to this place for the sandwiches, and you're hanging out, and you realize, wow, they also are a brewery. This is kind of funky. I'm really into this. So they got a, like a hundred different kinds of beer. No, they keep a- they keep it tight, man. They got like six or eight beers on tap, and uh, they just they roll it. Hmm. Good stuff, man. They have live music there, and the live music is always these old Grateful Dead like hippie guys. You know, it's a great place. Did you ever go to the Goose Island Brewery? Yeah, in Chicago. Oh, it's fucking garbage. Now it's like a huge corporatized mega place, I feel like. Dude, you go there, you do the tour, whatever, you drink the beer, and then they don't have any food. Oh, really? Only, dude, the only food they have is like you could get like this like sausage stick and a fucking pretzel. <laughs> what, dude? Dude, I'm not even joking. I was so fucking pissed. Because we're drinking beer. And then you go on the tour where you're drinking beer, right? You come out, and I'm now I'm fucking, I need something to eat. They're like, well, yeah, we got these pretzels. I want a fucking pretzel, man. Give me a fucking cheeseburger or something. <laughs> Give me a pizza or something, you know? Actually, slice of pizza is the best fucking route, man. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Can't Every, go wrong. I, whenever I'm drinking beer, a slice of pizza is the way to go. But, it's got everything you need to make it through the night, you know? Not a lot of places rock the slice of pizza. And wait, are you saying this is like the brewery, not like the restaurant, Goose Island? Right, this is the brewery, yeah. So, and the restaurant's different, right? Isn't there like a restaurant downtown, I feel like? Oh, yeah, there is a re- Yeah, you're right, up on the north side. Does the brewery yeah, exist still? I thought they sold it. Uh, I've... I don't know. Last time I was there, I was there like four years ago, and I said I would never <laughs> yeah. stop drinking the fucking beer. I was like, these guys fucking, they pissed me off. They really pissed me off. I mean, Goose Island beer tastes how Chicago kind of smells, actually. It's not that advertising, call, man. <laughs> Great call. Fuck that beer. Fuck those people. They were so, everybody in there was so fucking snobby. Oh, like, yeah, just... man, because it's the only claim to fame Chicago has to craft brewing. Yeah, like, dude, you guys didn't invent craft brewing, okay? Just fucking give me, I don't know. Dude, no, just celebrate old style, man. Be proud of old style. It's good stuff. I wish there was more old style around the country. Plus, it costs so much money. What, old style? The- <laughs> no, the, the that's oh, okay. That, Goose okay. Island, uh, yeah, totally. So I gotta preface this with the Goose Island tour, right? Uh, it all began with me not being able to find parking because they blocked off the only street of parking by their place <laughs> for for this valet thing or whatever. No, right? get out! Oh of no, here. dude, it gets Shut even better. Off, it gets even dude, better. No way. So I go like forty blocks away. Oh, it was like 
I'm like six blocks away. I'll accept okay. 40. <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs> so I'm six blocks away, right? Yeah. And I ended up paying like $14 to park in this lot, right? Wow. And then by the time I walked back to the restaurant, the street was open again for parking. No. Because that whole valet thing was just for an event that they had. <laughs> So had I just waited, I would have been able to just pay the $3 public parking right in front. Wow. Instead, I paid $14 to walk six bucks. So I walked in there just fucking pissed already. And then the <laughs> tickets were like $40 each for the fucking tour. What? Oh, I'm not even joking, this bro. Fuck, fuck Goose Island beer. Dude. Oh, my and God. And then they were like, dude, I'm not, dude, when the lady, I, I remember it was like $44, right? With the tax and everything. And I <laughs> yeah. just looked at her. And she literally looks at me and goes, but you get a free glass. Oh, my God. So you got this. It's literally just a regular beer cup glass that says Goose Island on it. <laughs> of course. Of course. Ah, I was so fucking pissed. Then you do the whole tour. Like I said, you drink the beer, get to the end. I'm fucking starving. The pretzel was like $9. Oh, yeah. Fucking, it's not I'm like so one of those mad. Bavarian giant German beer mustard pretzels. <laughs> those are good. I like them. <laughs> I'm down. A little cheese yeah, dip. Was... If you get the cheese dip, I think you have a you have a nice little snack there. Uh, no cheese? Fucking... They did it. No, they had the cheese. They did have the In cheese. Chicago, you got to have the cheese. Yeah. But, dude, I, I was so pissed. We ended up leaving, walking the six blocks back to the fucking car. <laughs> and I drove to Maxwell Street to get a fucking Polish sausage. Hell yeah. Anyone not from Chicago, you have no idea how fantastic the food on maxwell street is and you're talking about the hot dog stand that's right next to the hot dog stand they're they're exactly (laughs) the the same same. with the same six item menu they both have the same bed of onions on the same flat top and they're it's amazing but you always go to the one on the right (laughs) i go to the one on the left (laughs) oh the one on the left okay yeah i I forgot it's been a long time no that's because we're poor we go to the one on the left Right. Maxwell Street. That's where you got to get your... Uh, uh, it's open 24 hours. your meats. They employ uh, exclusively ex-cons in prison. Oh, it's uh, Man. They take those, you get the double cheeseburger. It's literally the patty. They put the, they put the, the, the bottom bun, the cheese, the patty, the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> then the other patty, then the other cheese. I know it's like three pieces of cheese, two patties, and then they fucking just pile on the onions. Yeah, it's amazing. The grilled onions? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, that's a wild yeah. experience parking-wise, I gotta say. That's pretty nice oh, stuff. fuck. <laughs> Goose Island 312. Dude, we went to a farmer's market today and in Arvada, and they, uh, the parking lot area, there's two giant parking lots, but one is only for people going to church, right? <laughs> yeah. And the other one is completely packed for everybody who wants. And plus, uh, by this parking lot, it's a um, it's one of the very few stops in this suburban general area for the light rail that goes into Denver, right? Mm. So this this parking lot is <laughs> it's full all the time, and we get there and we're cruising around. We're doing that kind of slow shark move, you know, where you're yeah, <laughs> and you're competing with all the other. Other guys, they're doing the same thing, and you're eyeing each other. You're swooping around, you know, and you see. 
And uh, I've never seen so many fat people move so slow to get to their fucking car, man. And I'm just trying to get into a parking space. And it's just like, yeah. move. Just move. We we kind of circled around. There's this couple with this baby. And they were. I'm like, yes, I've got it. We're timing it out. I'm circling around. I'm going slower and slower. And I pull the corner. And she's changing the diaper in the backseat. <laughs> You know I need this parking spot. This is yeah. unbelievable. So we we circle around a few more times, man. And I I turn, I do this loop, and I'm coming back around, and I see this Porsche. And it is a Porsche that has backed into its parking space. And the guy is in it, and this woman is in it. And the lights are on, it's on, it's revved, they're ready to pull out of their space, and he's looking at me and smirking, and he doesn't move. <laughs> of course not. He of course refuses, not. and I wait. And I don't, like to, I don't like to sit, right, and wait for someone to get out of their spot, because the second you do that, they're going to... Wait longer. Oh, number for one, sure they take longer. And w- this guy, he <laughs> usually in those situations you can't see what they're doing. You're like, come on, like what's going on there? Like fucking just pull out already, right? Like, but, like yeah. they're, they're doing something, maybe nothing, but you just you don't know. It's driving. This guy was doing nothing. He was ready to pull out, and he just stared and smiled at us and waited for us to leave so he could pull out. Oh wow. Right? Yeah. What a piece of shit. And here's the Did best you end part. Did getting the spot? No. No, oh, I didn't guy. get the spot. But the best part about <laughs> it was I pulled up and I stopped and I thought he would pull out to let me in. And he just smiled at us. And I said, and I smiled and I said through my smile, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really not going to fucking move? And, uh... Emma screams out like "fuck this guy," you know, and all this stuff. And uh, the best part was, it looks like they were leaving the farmers market, and they must have gotten one of those delicious chai teas that they were selling, you know, the iced chai yeah. teas. This stupid asshole left the full iced chai tea on top of his <laughs> Porsche. Yeah, Mike. I could have been a super nice guy. I could have gone yes. out and said, "Hey, uh, you left your drink there, fella, on the top of your nice new Porsche there." <laughs> but this guy just wanted to smile like a fucking douchebag at me and not let me get his parking space. And he waited for me to move so he could pull out of his parking space. So I decided, "Fuck you, man! I'm not gonna tell you yeah. about your stupid drink." And we watched him pull out with his nice shiny new Porsche, and I watched as that stupid fucking drink spilled all over the back of his fucking stupid <laughs> goddamn Porsche. And that stupid smile just washed away. Yeah, fuck you, man. Karma. Fuck you. And yeah, that's my parking lot guy? story for today, Mike. That's Importantly, what kind of douche drives a Porsche to a fucking farmer's market?
All people in Colorado, Mike, they're all dicks, all of them. It's Audis yeah. and Porsche and uh, Teslas and, you know, they, Tesla, like, yeah. they like to flaunt their money, man. Oh, oh, dude, did you hear the, did you hear the news? Uh, is this Tesla news? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. no, I can't wait. Like, all across the nation, because of this huge heat wave, oh, yeah. they're, they're begging people not to charge their electric vehicles. Oh, my God! Yeah. Yes! There was a warning. No one was asking me about it, because there there's a warning now that uh, to Chicagoans not to charge it. Not to charge their cars during the heat wave, because with the air conditioning and the chargers, it's going to overload the grid. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. All you people that were smirking saying buy electric cars, now what's your answer? Gas is $6 and we can't charge the electric cars. So... Like, this is part of the plan, though. They don't want you to own gas cars. They want you to be submissive and have to take their public transportation or stay in your home, dude. Did you hear what Elon did or announced this week in a a private uh, memo to uh, Tesla and everyone in in, uh, SpaceX, all his uh, umbrella companies? He's no longer accepting working from home. I know. I love that. He said... You can bring me your reason, and I'm gonna. Inter- He's gonna do each one individually. <laughs> and if he doesn't approve, he's gonna have a threesome with your wife on his private <laughs> island. <laughs> I would just show up. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna win that battle. Just show up. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, but. I- Dude, I like this guy more and more every day. Even though I know he's a super Bond villain of some sort, and we have yet to figure out how he's going to take over the world and kill us all, I like what he's doing, uh, socially, at least. Well, you know, I always said hero or villain just depends what side of the line you're on. So Mm. he's their villain, but he's our hero for now. Wow. For now. That's true. I like what he's doing, though, man. I like the idea of... It takes someone in his position to kind of officially end the work from home movement, which is total bullshit, man. You need to clock in and show up for work. Yes. That's why everybody's so slow. That's why everybody can't move. And they're just. just Wow, that's actually a good call. That's why no one has anywhere to fucking go on the roads, (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. That's why when I'm at Home Depot, every line is stopped by somebody asking dumb fucking questions to the cashier. Dude, the zombies were out today, man. Speaking of when we left the farmer's market, we went and got the sandwich at the Gnome, and I was cruising back, man, and, dude, people weren't even moving. And then, <laughs> I'm not I'm not even making this up, we ended up uh, going down this road, right, like a side road towards our house, and some guy was just on the opposite lane, like, on a collision course for our car. Like, staring into oblivion. Like, zombified, man. And then he, he like... might have been having a stroke. He came to... Oh, actually, now that I think about it, it looked like Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, damn. Oh, call back. <laughs> damn. I'm not kidding. This zombie, man, was just, like, crawling in our lane, heading right for us, and then woke up out of his trance and got back into his lane and this was after we had dodged like a hundred different zombies just crawling their way down the road and look it's sunday afternoon man i'm taking my time i'm high as shit i'm cruising i got nowhere to go myself 
but I at least want to go forward a little bit, like oh, a little I faster know. than 20 miles an hour, man. Like, can we just, like, these guys aren't even idling, dude. It's unbelievable. Dude, it drives me nuts because sometimes I'm literally just trying to kill time on a job. Yeah. I'm driving, just trying to kill time before I get to this job. For sure. And you people are driving me nuts. You're going <laughs> right. so slow that I'm having a heart attack and I'm I'm trying to kill time. But it, it, I, like, I always find myself in that situation. I can't believe it. I'm like, that's how bad it is. You're so slow. You, you nailed it, man. driving me nuts. Literally, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to kill time. <laughs> I'm killing time and you're killing me? <laughs> <laughs> Move your ass! <laughs> I got nowhere to go. God damn it! You're fucking driving nuts. <laughs> I got nowhere to go and nothing to do. Can we hurry up? Jesus Christ! Move out of the way. <laughs> you know what my new thing is? I told you I do the thumbs down, right? But now I yell at people. Go get boosted. That's what. <laughs> Just boost yourself and end it already, please. Uh, the thumbs down is great in the shaking the head. Just the thumbs down and the shake head. like Yeah, thumbs down is the phenomena. I, I, I look forward to being thumbs down to myself. I think that's when it will have taken full effect societally. And I, I look forward to that day because, hey, look, I am not perfect. I definitely zone out on the road, no doubt. I Sometimes like, I have nowhere to go and I catch myself accidentally in the left lane and I, you know, get myself back over to that right lane because I'm, you know, I'm cruising. Yeah, it happens. And in those moments, hey, man, give me that thumbs down, baby. You're Teach right. me a lesson. I deserve it. <laughs> I let you down. I let I you let down. I let you down I, a fellow I, member of society. You know what I did there? I disappointed you, sir, and I am sorry to you. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs down it is. In fact, give me two. Take both hands off the... See, this is why... Well, well, only, only when I really deserve it. No, okay? but <laughs> the, the two... Thumbs down. You get a thumbs down from a driver... You have disappointed this person. You get the two thumbs down. This guy's risking his life to tell you how disappointed he is. That's how bad you've done. You need to you need to park your car, pull over, park your car, and really think about what you have done there. You need to get your stuff together. That's what you need to do. Reassess your life right now. I imagine those guys go home, divorce their wives, and turn gay, you know, and they just like find themselves a boyfriend that's totally changed course. I've been doing it all wrong this whole time. I'm pulling a 180. <laughs> I remember when I just totally, I, I decided I was gay. I got a thumbs down from another driver on the highway. It was so disappointing. He let go of the wheel and gave me the double the, the, the down. The double down, man. <laughs> <laughs> My life was never the same. <laughs> I just couldn't even look at my wife anymore. I was never a man after that day. <laughs> Great move, the the thumbs down. Yeah, the double down, though. That's ruthless, man. That's really like, uh, I'm going to risk my life and everyone else on this road right now to show you I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Mike, uh, it's another anniversary this week. Do you know what that is? Uh, Don't tell me another movie. What do we got? Even better, baby. The story concerning Michael Jordan's physical conditions. He is suffering from flu-like symptoms. Jordan to the That's first. That's right. Yes. Not bad for a guy playing with uh, <laughs> flu symptoms. And Jordan puts moves on 
Hornacek. Michael Jordan is back, putting the balloon on Chris Mars. Michael Jordan, and then the total exhaustion on the bench. And the steal by Jordan. Putting behind the back on Russell. He turned it around and fed it to Pippen. By Jordan. I just love the sounds of the game. Ten on the shot clock. Pippen backing Hornacek. Here's Jordan. Yes. Michael Jordan from straight away. A courageous, classic performance by the flu-ridden Michael Jordan. It's the flu game, dude. The flu game. That was 25. How long ago? Was that 25 years ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was the the 1997. They were down. It was a 2-2. And uh, Jordan famously had the flu. And he came in and just dominated. It was absolutely incredible. And he took the Bulls to 3-2. And uh, that's the story. Legendarily, Jordan actually was up all night playing poker. And uh <laughs> seriously, and uh they ordered pizza according to and uh the pizza got there and gave Michael Jordan food poisoning. Uh. That's kind of the retcon of the story. There's theories out there that the uh everybody in Utah at the time knew that Jordan and company were there. And that they uh, poisoned the pizza. <laughs> right? They knew the hotel. They knew it was the Bulls. They knew. I mean, yeah. So they poisoned me. That's other r- rumors. Now, a- according to the story, one of the people or the manager, or even the guy who like delivered the pizza, who worked at this pizza joint, ended up years later calling into a radio station and and saying, like, there's no way we poisoned the pizza. It never happened. You know, like, totally denying anything to do with poisoning the pizza. I have my own take on this, and I don't think it's too far off, and they have alluded to it in the past, but this was the year that the Bulls were 72-10, and 10, I believe, and I could be a little bit wrong, but this is like right when the Bulls were just one of the best teams in the NBA, right? Yeah. And uh, I believe, uh, or I, I know for a fact, and they talk about it in several documentaries, where um, part of Dennis Rodman's contract was that uh, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted when they weren't playing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about this. He, and so he was allowed to go to Vegas whenever he wanted. And famously, during the Utah series, he was going to Vegas every night, especially when they are playing in Utah, because that's like a 45-minute a flight. Yeah. And so Jordan is infamously just an obsessive gambler. And the Bulls were just on fire. They were just going to absolutely, they were supposed to win it this year. I think Jordan went with Rodman to Vegas and got totally fucked up because nobody parties with Rodman and doesn't get fucked up. And the, the legends, the legendary stories about Dennis Rodman partying in Vegas with Carmen Electra during the finals, like he, the stories were like he wouldn't, he would party all night in Vegas, take the red eye never sleep, uh, work out with the team, and then go play that game that night. <laughs> never sleeping. I would believe that more that he went partying with Vegas than a poison piece. Yes. Or, yeah. Or even, I, I don't believe at all that he got the flu, and I don't believe at all that he was up all night playing poker in his hotel room and he got 
uh, poison pizza and food poisoning from it, no, right? That's like what you tell your wife. Yeah, man. No, this guy caught a private yeah. flight with Dennis Rodman to go to Vegas and party all night, and he was hungover as he, shit. He might, he might have got the flu, but he got it from a hooker. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so probably syphilis or something. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. Do you remember this game? Yeah, I do. I remember the whole series. I do too. It was That's why I loved it when they were saying the name, man. Russell, that guy, he had a rough time. <laughs> That's right. Well, Russell was the guy who uh, famously got, um, he's on that last shot from Jordan. The last shot, yeah. And then that's next year, right? The year after this one? I feel like that was the next year, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So Russell never had a good time with Jordan. <laughs> no, but he always had to guard him. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> So th- maybe this was actually, was this their last run? No, 97, right? That was their second uh, of the three-peat? That was this. Yeah, because yeah, 96, 97, then 98 they won, and that was the push-off, uh, the greatest push-off of all time. But, yeah, it was uh, seconds on the clock. <laughs> yeah, that's At right. the buzzard. <laughs> yeah, man, taking you back. Uh, there, was no, there was no push, he just guided. <laughs> realistically like lebron would never get called on that now like you no, know what dude, i mean i was just thinking about like the whole game the, the whole time the announcers like with flu-like symptoms with flu-like symptoms nowadays it's like oh my god he tested positive no symptoms we're gonna lock him up for seven days monitor him like dude what the fuck wow man? you just blew my mind i didn't even think about that how yeah. he's like now, sick oh wow we got players that no symptoms sat out for games Wow. Multiple games. Yeah. That's crazy. That actually just blew my mind. That's how crazy we've come in 25 years. Wow. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what kills me. You keep bringing up these anniversaries, man. Con Air, Michael Jordan's flu game. We are a, we're, a, we're a whole different country. <laughs> Literally a whole different country, man. We're like yeah. just a whole different species of people. You wow, know, like, the culture has shifted dramatically, man. We're just pussies. Wow, Mike, do you think we will ever see another flu game? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to shift back to like the way it kind of used to be. I don't know. The flu game. I don't know, we man. We really got to get away from this like Purell fucking world, you know? We're going to have the infamous LeBron monkeypox game in uh, six months where he... <laughs> Nobody wants to guard him because he's got monkeypox, so he just dominates and scores 60 points, 45 rebounds, totally all over the court. The monkeypox game. He will do anything for another ring. That's right. LeBron's just like, just shoot me over the monkeypox. Just give it to me. (laughs) I'll beat Steph Curry. I'll show you. I'll show the world. (laughs) Who do I got to fuck? That guy in Bill Maher? Let's do it. That's right. You only get it with uh, the gay sex with the dudes. Yeah, that makes sense. How funny is it that it's only with dudes, too? They really want to end gay men. There's an assault on gay men. It's really wild. Look out, Pete Buttigieg. They're coming for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's definitely not in play for the next election, I tell you what. You don't think so? Dude, gay men are... They don't like gay men right now, man. Did you see that article about all the Democrats shitting on Biden? No. A bunch of high-level Democrats 
are, are like begging him not to run. Really? Yeah. I I had no idea. Honestly, so, uh, no, I didn't uh, read. This. Apparently, he's going to announce after, like, shortly after the midterms, that he's not going to run. That's what the, everybody's hoping for. No. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's 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 tanking in the polls, man. Well, Nobody. You know, he's he's about as popular as syphilis right now. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like this was the plan, though, right? We always talked about how they needed to stick up this lackey to kind of take the heat, and then they can kind of spin it as Joe Biden, you know, yeah, let's go Brandon. It was all Brandon's fault, man. This was all, do, you know, yeah. this was his policies, man. Defund the police? No, that was oh, Brandon. Man, we couldn't control the guy. Biden was crazy, <laughs> dude. He was just giving out money left and right, stopping the oil drilling. And, he had to yeah. pay off Ukraine for Hunter Biden, and then, uh, <laughs> man, the guy was nuts, dude. He had a, he held the the country hostage. <laughs> what happened to that $40 billion, man? Dude, did you? There was an article today. I saw it uh, about how Ukraine is now pleading with the international, with the UN, that uh, they're out of ammunition. They're like days away from running out of ammunition. Like we just gave you guys yeah. forty billion dollars. What did you spend it on? I mean, Plus minus ten percent. Minus ten percent for the big guy. The big guy. That's right. Never forget about the big guy. <laughs> big guy always gets ten percent. So, so I understand that. Billion. Okay, thirty-six billion. <laughs> 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 and then all your mooks had to take their chunk that's so. right the Zelensky mooks i love they're my yeah. favorite they need to start a band Zelensky mooks the z mooks <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking Zelensky and the mooks you know and the mooks are like his backup uh. singers you know and Zelensky's already a showman himself he's already Zelensky and he's the got mooks. the vocal chops you know it have you seen the video of him <laughs> naked with the guitar it's fantastic you could be mook Zelensky Mook the Zelensky, you know? Wow, I actually I was Mook Zelensky is a name in itself. That's like a super villain or something, you know? <laughs> You're no match for Mook Zelensky. <laughs> Zelensky and the Mooks. <laughs> They're at it again. <laughs> Your money will be mine and ten percent shall go to the big guy. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> that's a great point man <laughs> we sent you 40 billion dollars germany sent you shit poland sent you shit what, what are you spending the money no on? ammunition you know? no well no he's ammunition i mean How clearly he's spending it on a massive arsenal of olive green t-shirts i think that he just has like <laughs> the largest closet like an end like you step into his walk-in closet it's literally like four miles long and it just stretches endlessly and it's just all olive green t-shirts <laughs> realistically man realistically all right you got 40 four goes to joe right you pay <laughs> right. off, you pay off your guys with six so now you got 30 billion dollars <laughs> all right yeah. all right you upgraded your your movie studio so you right, can keep yeah. doing your your show right i mean you still get where's the 25 billion that's left come on what do we got going on here <laughs> Mook Zelensky. I love it. I think that says how we're calling from here now. Mook Zelensky. Mook Zelensky. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Mike, uh, they need ammunition. Right, and we got to fund their ammunition and their guns because they need assault 
uh, weapons. They need weapons, right, to uh, defend themselves against tyranny I, and imposing I, forces. But, Mike, don't ask Jim Dolan what the American people need, man. Today in Washington, a full day devoted to the nation's important but sometimes confounding debate over guns. Tonight, the House passing the Protect Our Kids Act, which raises the age from 18 to 21 to buy assault-style weapons legally. It now goes to the U.S. Senate, where it's expected to stall and therefore fail. All of this just hours after some of the most heartbreaking testimony ever to Congress, gun massacre survivors and family members from Uvalde, Texas, with impassioned pleas to lawmakers to stop this gun madness. Here's Eyewitness News reporter Jim Dolan. She was intelligent, compassionate, and athletic. Kimberly Rubio's daughter got all A's this semester and an award for being kind. And then she posed for a picture. That photo, her last photo ever, was taken at approximately 10.54 a.m. To celebrate, we promised to get her ice cream that evening. But Lexi died that day. She was among the 19 children murdered in a Uvalde, Texas classroom just two weeks ago. Dr. Roy Guerrero is the town's only pediatrician. Two children whose bodies have been pulverized by bullets fired at them, decapitated, whose flesh had been ripped apart. Wow. That the only clue at their identities was a blood spider cartoon clothes still clinging to them. Testimony before the oh house God. today was riveting and wrenching. It described a nation under siege and a government that refuses to help as the bodies of the victims pile up. It is high noon in America. Time for every one of us to decide. What? Did you catch that Jim Nolan ending there? What do you... <laughs> as the bodies of the victims yes. continue to yes. pile up. Yes, oh my as God. As the bodies of the victims continue to pile up. Yes. Oh, God, Jim. Jim Somebody lays it. this guy a Pulitzer. Dude, this guy lays it. <laughs> lays it as the guy. bodies of the victims continue to pile up. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> he can't help himself, Mike. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I will we stand on the issue of gun violence. Time to decide if it's more important to protect the profits of gun manufacturers or the lives of our children. The answer, though, may well disappoint Mayor Adams. The House did pass a series of strong gun measures today, but they will all fail in the Senate where 10 Republicans would have to cross party lines. They won't. I believe it is our <laughs> to defend ourselves. Did you hear that disappointment? <laughs> they won't. <laughs> Can we get Jim a tissue, please? A tissue for Jim? <laughs> From any act of violence. But Mia Cirillo couldn't defend herself against the AR-style assault rifle used by the gunman in Uvalde. She was in fourth grade, and because the law allows an 18-year-old to buy an assault rifle, she saw this. And he went to there and shot my teacher and told my teacher goodnight and shot her in the head. Those bills that passed in the House today did so with the help of six Republicans who crossed party lines. Not one of them is running for re-election. Hmm. The pediatrician hmm. who spoke to Congress today said, in part, we are bleeding out and you're not there. Today in Washington... It's <laughs> so dramatic. Jim, man, he can't help himself. He's journalisming <laughs> all over himself in this one, man. But have you noticed, uh, do you know Jim Dolan? Do you know what news he's from? 
What? ABC? He's ABC 7 Chicago News, dude. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, dude. Is he only Chicago? No. Well, I don't know. ABC 7 is Chicago News, is it not? I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I thought he was a national gem, not a local. Maybe. I thought he was Chicago. I could be wrong. He maybe is national. This guy's a fucking jabroni, man. He's so funny. Nice. I love how he paints this stuff. Uh <laughs> Has has he reported on any of the gun violence in Chicago or New no. York or L.A., no, the gun, the gang violence that's going on, like any kind of like, no, 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 he's got to focus on, it's such a weird thing, uh, push right now, and, uh, it's, re- it's really terrible putting these parents on there like that, and like, I don't know. Have you I, seen I like the that. video of, um, the father of one of the victims in Sandy Hook, and he's walking out? of the building and he's laughing and chatting it up and, and yucking it up with all these other people and the reporters. And then the reporter signals that they're about to go live and he takes three deep breaths and he like yeah. starts to fake cry and like do yeah. his whole spiel. And Hey, look, I don't want to Alex Jones, the dude man podcast here. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that, uh, it, it was all fake and all this stuff, but like, uh, it's pretty interesting the way people, uh, lean into this gun violence thing when it's convenient for them politically and what is the political gain here or goal right i think it's to disarm the citizens man that's definitely the end game is to take away all the rifles oh well what did uh you sent me the article this week it was um trudeau yeah yeah uh, oh the clip of him and it was saying you don't have the right to defend yourself. It, yeah, it was an article by Greg Wilson in the Daily Wire, and it was uh, yeah, there was a little clip on there. I didn't clip it for the show, but uh, uh, they're interviewing Trudeau about firearm um ownership, gun ownership, and he said, "quote We have a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there are lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law respecting and law abiding, but." You can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. Oh, God. That should give you chills out there. That's so scary. So if somebody breaks into your home with a gun, you can't protect yourself with a gun? You can here in America, I believe. Right? Still? Maybe? Possibly? I have no idea. Most places. I'm sure there's some places you, you... I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really taken aback by uh by this whole um gun restriction push. They're really trying to Have you noticed the language? They're really focused on taking away the amount of ammunition you can own and what yes. how much ammunition your gun is capable of containing. They're really Yeah, they're this really This is about defending yourself them. about people invading your home and taking away you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah that's what it's about why do though. i need a thir- why do i need a 30 round magazine well what if there's 30 people coming at me yeah well what if you send your little caravan of cops to take away me and my family because we didn't take your shot you know <laughs> yeah, the, what, the, about, yeah. what about when you want everyone to take the seventh booster and i don't wanna well i'm what gonna want tell- yeah, what, what about when you tell me i can't go into the grocery store because i don't have your seventh shot yeah i'm going gun shopping this coming weekend <clears throat> Dude, no. I'm going with Jack. Jo- He's taking us. No. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, no joke. I'm going. I'm. Uh, I was looking online. I got yeah. one on hold. I'm gonna go Tuesday. I think I'm gonna buy it. 
Yeah, no, we're going to a place. Uh, we're joining this club. It's out in Estes Park. It's an outdoor gun shooting club. Uh, they have like seminars. They teach safe, like home self defense lessons. And uh, Emma and I are both getting. Uh, we're gonna take some practice lessons and and learn self defense. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, now's the best time to it, buy. It's about home defense, man. Uh, I I tell you what, man. Leading up to November, do you know what's gonna happen? Uh. I'm a firm believer that the BLM uh, Summer of Love race riots that we experienced in 2020 was a beta test as well. It was a precursor for what they, how they want to implement ideas going forward. And they're going to bring the fight to people's homes. They're going to terrorize your streets. And uh, I, I think they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. When they send Antifa down the suburbs to thrash homes and set things on fire they don't want you to have the capability like that florida couple had when they're standing there famously and their guns in hand ready to blast any motherfucker that stepped foot on their property they don't want us to have that capability and that's what freaks me out right now you got trudeau saying the quiet part out loud in canada and then over here you got joe biden and everybody else saying no we actually want to do this we want to take this shit away from you Dude, you guys are acting. Right. You guys are acting like we didn't. We weren't here two years ago when the cops weren't responding. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I need a gun because they're they're. You guys have proven to me that if they say this is for social justice, the cops aren't going to come save me. <laughs> right. Yes. So, no, I think people. Um, okay, I think people who were not scared before are legitimately frightened now. And it yeah. has nothing to do with the bullshit you're peddling on your mainstream news stations. It has everything to do with what we're seeing in real time. The rising prices of food and gas, which means you're going to incite more rage out of poorer oh. people. And crime's going to keep going That's up. my point. Crime will continue yeah. to rise. And then what's the breaking point? What's the moment where the people don't give a fuck anymore and then you throw out your Antifa gangs, which are totally CIA government-funded operations to incite violence, there's no way what was going on in Portland was natural or a natural group of local citizens who wanted to just, you know, Molotov cocktail their entire fucking neighborhood for 45 days straight, right? Because <laughs> we all live in neighborhoods where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to burn my city for in like three months. It sounds like I'll get, a, I'll get my political point across doing that. You know, no, no, no. These yeah, are outside saboteurs. It's, it's so true. These are saboteurs yeah. that are paid for and f- sponsored and funded by the government. They go into these scenari- these situations. They create havoc. They create violence. And then once in a while, you get uh, extreme national attention paid to it because you have a Kyle Rittenhouse who shows up and says, "Not in my neighborhood, man." Yeah. And then he blasts a couple motherfuckers, and then they really get scared because these. <laughs> Yeah, they were going after him. They were, so. but you know what they can't handle is people who know how to handle a gun. Yeah. That's the story of Kyle Rittenhouse. That's the literal theme of it, which is train your, train your kids, train your family, be prepared to defend not just your home, but to grab your weapon and go out and defend the property of your town. And be yeah, ready and so be true. trained and, and be able to, to defend yourself properly. I know the Daily Wire was reporting on it. Nobody else did. It was a, a kid who was at was home alone, sixteen or seventeen years old. Two two black guys tried to break in, and he grabbed his mom's gun and shot him. Wow! He killed, he wow. killed one. He killed one of them, who's a six time felon. Incredible. So 
Yeah, why don't you guys report on that? That's why you Can need to Can we do guns. like a Medal of Honor or something for this guy? Oh, like, uh, how about the key to the city? <laughs> Honorary cop. Something, man. Holy shit. Yeah. We need more. Dude, we need more Kyle Rittenhouses in this world. I'm yeah, I'm sure. serious. We need more ki- we need more people who are going to uh who are um like you've said before, someone who um is practiced and reserved and knows that he's there to defend, not to harm. And when the time comes, he's going to shoot to defend. And he and the guy shot three shots and it was his targets, man. You know, like yeah, that's kind so of the perfect. that's who you so want out there perfect. defending your city, you know, and, and the yeah, second dude, yo, Uvalde, he's a cop that's gonna go in there. Right? Dude, he's a not a cop, Mike. He's a fucking citizen that would have ran in there with that the gun, gone, man. Yeah. Oh, great point, great point. Yeah, he didn't even need a badge. And hey, when the tyranny comes to your streets, when the government is behind that tyranny, it's gonna be up to us to take to the to run into the yes. schools. It's gonna no, be know, us I running into the people, schools. I always say to people, you got to think about who you want your neighbor to be. And when the when the shit hits the fan, I want Kyle Rittenhouse living next to me, not those three. F- gets you shot yeah. protesting for BLM, <laughs> seriously yeah. right you know who do i want on the other side of me Derek chauvin not george floyd okay right. so yes. we really need to put that into perspective here why is our why are all our neighborhoods turning to shit because you locked up Derek chauvin and you celebrated george floyd uh, when was- you lock up good people and celebrate garbage your towns turned to garbage. Mike, you dragged Rittenhouse's name through the mud pub- publicly, and then you built s- literal statues of George Floyd. Statues to some drug, a, a some drug dealer who shit, held a gun dude. to a pregnant woman's stomach. Yeah, who was being uh, a Frank? He was he was he was a four, he was fifty year old loser who was going to turn himself around any day now, be a hero. You don't know. Oh yeah, know? Saint George Floyd, Saint George, George Floyd. Floyd. It's amazing that there are statues of this. They tore down statues of American heroes, patriots, Thomas Jefferson, and then they raised statues of thugs. George Floyd. <laughs> They took down Thomas Jefferson and put up George Floyd. That's why our country is in this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to write a book about what happened here. Well, you could just say it in a couple sentences. <laughs> <laughs> for all of you in DC scratching your head, let me break this down for you. This is from a plumber in Chicago. You, t- you took down Thomas Jefferson. You put up George Floyd. This is what you get. Congratulations. It's amazing yeah. we still have the Lincoln National Memorial, man. Seriously. Like, I can't believe that thing is still there. <laughs> I think they just can't move it. That, well, I imagined at some point they would just saw off the head of Lincoln and put on uh, Colin Kaepernick's bronze head. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done it yet because they can't count. They can't uh, measure for the counterweight of the fro. It's just totally <laughs> overbalancing. Well, the problem yeah, is yeah. They would have to, they'd have to move one of the pillars. <laughs> Get the fro in. <laughs> you know? It's just, the logistics is... You can totally see it. The right, they just saw the head off a of Lincoln just stick on Kaepernick right there. Kaepernick. It'd, be, it'd be even better if it was like a, you know, like the, the marble head. But the fro was like real <laughs> yeah, hair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a staff that just goes out there and fucking picks it out. Every Fluff morning. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You got these guys with these giant fucking pigs on a forklift. Like three Mexican guys every morning. Oh, see, see, see. And an- another man has died today picking the fro of Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> we lost the <laughs> They have the wall next to the memorial of all the of all the fallen heroes. A union has been organized for the workers who pick the fro of Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> they are now protesting to demand equal pay and rights. <laughs> The fro pickers. Yeah. Oh man, that's fucking hilarious. What, dude. Whatever happened to him in uh, Baltimore? Or no, uh, where was he going? Kaepernick. He was training. Yeah, he was trying out With the Raiders. Well, With according Raiders? to Kaepernick's um, agent, he had serious interest from about fifteen NFL teams, and me too. Yeah, I got time, my office yeah. in the mail. So I saw yeah. him playing uh, tight end in the Canadian League uh, last week, actually. He looked good. <laughs> looked good. Looked good. No, are no, you serious? No, yeah, no, he would uh, never do that. So here's the thing about uh, Colin Kaepernick. You really want to play football. They literally started the USFL. It's a spring football league. They're playing live literally every weekend. I've been catching some of their games. It's um, not the best football, but it's spring football, and there's... People at the stadiums like uh, Birmingham has a team, and you know what I mean. It's like small really? market teams. Yeah. It's what per- is it? What is it like a minor league or what is it? It's no. They're trying to start a new pro football league. It's called USFL, and um, it's guys who are out of college who'd never made the NFL, right? And uh, right. people from probably the XFL and Canadian League and all these other things, and they're trying to throw together the spring football league. And uh, Colin Kaepernick, dude. What a great opportunity. Join the USFL. You'll be the biggest fucking name on it. You could literally be in every commercial that you could And if you're and if you're as good as you think you are, you'll be the all-star. For sure, but who cares, dude? League. You'll be the most watched guy on there every you'll be on every sports center promo piece that happens, you know? Uh literally, you could it would be the biggest newsworthy sports thing ever right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no, he's trying out for NFL teams. And if he doesn't make it, well, the NFL's racist. Oh, okay. Well, dude, maybe you don't have talent anymore. Or you're too old, dude, because you're in your fucking 30s. And basically, it's you and Tom Brady at this point. And, and, and like, get out the yeah, way, dude, or go yeah, you're play. Too, you're too old. Go play for the USFL. You could probably sign a fucking shoe deal. You, you're already, sorry. You already signed to Nike. Nike could make a big yeah, dude, deal out of your it. Your biggest, your you know. biggest shoe deal came when you weren't playing football. So. Literally, literally. I, I don't know. I, I find it funny that um, there's this. There was a hoopla like a couple months ago about Kaepernick getting back and potentially being signed, and people really wanted it to happen, and, and then. Nobody talked about this new NFL kind of league that's starting, um, and there were a little opportunity there, in my opinion. But yeah, why wouldn't you go try out? You know, you don't go try out because you're a talentless hack. You're too old yeah. to play, and your whole gimmick is that the institutions that you keep trying to try out for are fucking racist. Well, which is it, dude? Are you a slave trying to be a slave in the slave market now? That the <laughs> NFL. Because, or or are you opposed to it and you're fighting against it? It's one or I've the other, seen, dude. I've never seen a slave fight so hard to get back into the plantation. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Mike, you nailed it like a hundred episodes ago. You're like, he's going to fight it from within, right? He's going to be, become the slave yeah, yeah. and then fight the system from yeah, within again, right? Yeah. Enter the slave market, dude. Look, Colin, nobody forgot your stupid fucking Netflix show that came out eight months ago, dude. 
where you yeah, said you, you literally you can compared, take off the black clothes, but you can't take off the stink of that movie. No, that was fucking... He compared the NFL to the slave market, dude. And then literally eight months later, you're, uh, you tried to trot out your agent to say like, oh, he's back out there trying out for some NFL teams. There's some real interest. <laughs> really? Because you called them fucking slave owners in a Netflix special like six months ago. We all saw it, dude. We all saw it. <laughs> we all laughed at it. You accused them of being slave owners. You literally, you didn't just equate it. You did a montage sequence where the NFL players morphed into slaves, into dude. Into literal slaves you, on a, you on didn't a even, You didn't even casually suggest it. You physically showed it happen in 35 seconds. Like, it's unbelievable, man. Did you forget your own movie already? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't remember? Black people need tons of salt. The NFL's racist. You only fuck black chicks. That was like... You don't, you don't remember it was that? Six hours. It literally came out. Yeah, like it was yesterday. I swear to God, it was yesterday, dude. <laughs> and now you're trying out for the teams. It makes no sense. Like, at least stick stick to your story, dude, and go try out for the other new NFL that maybe you could even play off as like yeah. they're not slave like. You literally called them slave owners. I can't like I, I can't get over that. You compared it to being on the plantation. <laughs> you literally yes. You know, because all those guys on the plantation were trying out to make millions of dollars on a fucking... Millions, millions <laughs> and of dollars, To fly dude. around on private jets and bang whores at every fucking <laughs> stop, dude. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> like all the classic <laughs> slaves you read about, dude. Don't you, don't you remember all the stories of the slaves who flew around the country fucking white women? <laughs> Drinking champagne on private jets? <laughs> <laughs> Staying in penthouses around the fucking country, you know. The best part is you suck. <laughs> you suck, so you sat on the bench, dude. You didn't even have to fucking play. And you still and you got to live that lifestyle, you asshole, millions. dude. Like- I know. God. God. Just know when you got a good thing. Shut the fuck up, dude. Seriously. Or just stick to your story. You know? It's either it's yeah. either a slave trade and you're out. <laughs> yeah. Or... Yeah. or or you're a talentless hack and you're desperate to get back in. It's one of the other two. <laughs> and that concludes our ranting on people who are wealthier and more famous uh, than we, we could ever video, want. <laughs> yeah. We need to do a video of a plantation, right, where everybody's out there working really hard and there's just one lone slave, like, right outside the fence crying, <laughs> like, looking into the plantation. <laughs> The boss said I couldn't pick cotton good enough. He won't let me back in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got cut. You got cut from the list. <laughs> I, I, I got cut from the roster. <laughs> he, he didn't make the roster, dude. <laughs> that's so fucked up. But that's literally... Oh that's, that's what Colin Kaepernick is saying. That's literally what he's saying, though. He's literally comparing it. He's the slave who didn't make it. Oh, so you're just out here all alone with nothing? Well, no, they gave me this. They gave me this gift of forty million dollars as I walked out the door, and uh, said I can't come back. (laughs) 